0: What can you do to get your driver manager to work harder for you? On this episode of Driven Too Far, we're gonna give you eight tips to help you strengthen your relationship with your dispatcher. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over the road truck drivers balance career and family. Do you ever wish you could train your driver manager to do more of the things you like to do? Well, today we're gonna tackle that. Recently, I pulled one of my driver managers in and I just asked her, I said, hey, tell me about the drivers that make your life easier. Tell me about some drivers that you really enjoy working with and make your job more pleasant. And she says, well, you know, I can think of a handful of them right off the top of my head. In fact, uh, I just got done talking to Ryan and he's one of them. Well, Ryan happens to be a lease operator for us. So I said, okay, great. Let's talk about Ryan. What makes Ryan so good? She says, you know, the first thing I think is he doesn't complain about anything. He understands the nature of trucking. Uh, He understands that there's long loads, there's short loads, there's loads in between, there's good weeks, there's bad weeks, all those things. But he knows how to communicate with me and he helps me and he understands what I need as a driver manager. So he kind of takes the approach What can I do to make your job easier as a driver manager? And whatever I need him to do, he does it. He doesn't turn loads down. Uh, He'll take the long, the short, whatever we've got. And the biggest thing she said that that made a lot of sense to me was he actually runs with a purpose. And I said, okay, tell me about that. What do you mean by he runs with a purpose? So he's committed to being a professional driver and his family knows that he's going to be out a week or two weeks at a time, whatever whatever Ryan's deal is. But as long as he's out there on the road, he's in the truck, he's committed to making the best of it. He's going to maximize his income. He's going to maximize his miles. Uh, he's going to get out there and get it done. He's going to use his hours of service to the best of his ability uh, to maximize what he's doing out there for his family. So he does everything with a purpose in mind and then when it's time to go home it's the same way he he takes the time with his wife and i know they go uh they ride harleys and things like that on the weekend so uh, he really enjoys his his time off with his family as well i said is there anything else that makes ryan stand out she said well he's a really good communicator i says well what do you mean by that she says he's on time most of the time probably 98 98 99% on time. But there's occasions when something delays him. It may be weather. It may be a mechanical issue, uh, maybe a personal issue, whatever that is. But he's always keeping me informed of what's going on. If he's going to miss his delivery by a little bit, I'm not chasing him down trying to figure that. I'm not waiting for an alert to come out of our computer system. Uh, that tells me this truck is potentially running late. He's proactive with it and he calls me and says, listen, this is going to be tight. I might only miss it by 20 minutes, but I wanted you to know. And that's that's actually perfect because one of the things you do as a company is you go out and sell your freight services, you sell your transportation services to these customers. They also know that transportation's an imperfect industry and things are going to happen. But what they really ask for is the communication. Just let me know when something's not going as planned. And when you have drivers on board with that, it really makes a big difference. Well, I said that's the easy one, right? Who's who makes your who makes your day a lot better? And uh, I said let's flip that a little bit. I go let's talk about the frustration side of things. So, tell me about a driver that you really just struggle with that, um, for whatever reason, you can't quite get through to them, and and you guys just don't you don't jive. And she says, well. That'd be Benny, and uh, she knew right away who she was thinking about, and I said, okay. Tell me about him. What's going on with him? Well, he's also a lease operator, and he's a great guy, super nice guy, Uh, but she says sometimes it's just like the elevator doesn't go to the top floor with him. And I said, what do you mean by that? And she says he just doesn't always connect the dots. So one of his struggles is he's not very good with his hours of service, meaning uh, he probably burns too many hours or more hours than he needs to on his clock and One of the things he has a bad habit of doing is instead of taking that 10-hour break and getting back in the in the seat and going again Sometimes that you know moves out to 15-hour break Well, it never fails once he's done that he's spent too long at the truck stop Then he misses his delivery by an hour or two So it's easy to see where he could make some little tweaks in his behaviors uh, and really up his game I said okay tell me about one of your low performers and she says well that would probably be Benny too and and not that we don't have some and uh, you know there's weeks when certain guys are down and they're up and they're down and up and that's kind of the nature of trucking but this particular guy is pretty consistent with low productivity and the interesting thing is you know he's he wants to do it right but something's preventing him from doing that he'll come in he'll complain a little bit he's disappointed because he always feels like we're not giving him the good loads or what he thinks are the good loads and what he thinks are good loads are probably long loads uh stuff that's going to keep him busy over the weekend nice 1200 1500 mile type runs but what he's what he's failing to understand and see is that i don't have trust in him as a dispatcher So if I don't trust him and we've got critical loads that uh, can't be late, meaning maybe the receiver has rented a piece of equipment to offload our flatbeds. So if our trucks don't show up on time, the clock's ticking so to speak on those rental equipment and that means they might have to keep it an extra day or something like that. When that happens, those builders typically charge back the carrier if it's a carrier type air. So, anyways, I can't trust Benny, so I can't put him on these loads that are that are critical or there's a chance of chargebacks like that. And I know he's frustrated. Uh, I know he wants to do it, but we just can't quite get him to look in the mirror and see that he's at least a, a good portion of the issue and stuff. Tell me about a driver that just kind of makes you cringe a little bit. So, Maybe the phone rings. You look at the caller ID, and you're just going, "Oh boy, here we go!" And you just you kind of almost taste and anticipate what the phone call is going to be like. And uh, she says, "Well, that'd probably be Ted." And I said, "Well, I happen to I, I happen to know that too because when he calls me, I might kind of feel the same way, but I always try to help him regardless." I says, "What's going on with Ted?" She says, "Well, the frustrating part with him is." You know he's a nice guy, and he actually is a good producer. So he runs hard; uh, he'll put in the miles. But he's he's always feeling down. He's always feeling like people are picking on him. Uh, he's he just feels like nobody's out there to help him. And one of the things he does or tends to do is, if he has a legitimate issue, he needs help with something. If he's in the terminal, he tends to go around and talk to everybody, but. The person he needs to see that could actually help him fix those problems, in the same way with his phone calls. and And I had actually caught him. I'd actually caught him uh, just a few days ago. I'd overheard him, uh, overheard our recruiter on the phone with somebody, and it was going on and on and on. And it was I could tell it wasn't a, a recruiting question. It wasn't anybody she was trying to bring into the business. It was an existing driver. So I finally walked around the corner and I kind of I kind of looked at her and I said, like, "Who are you talking to?" And uh, she kind of mouthed back. She goes, Ted, and I go, okay. I go, well, send him to me. I want to try to help him. So she did. And anyways, my point was uh, I was probably a little stern with him, but I just said, listen. I go, I don't, have, I don't have a problem that you have a problem, and we want to help you resolve those, but you've got to be able to go to the people that can actually resolve your problem. I know you probably enjoy talking to this person, but they're not the one that's gonna solve this for you. So I I think he understood um, after I kind of talked him through it a little bit, but it's important that you go to the people that can help you. So let's get on to the eight tips where you can train your dispatcher and make your dispatcher work for you. The first one is you really need to excel at your job as a professional driver. And by that, it's all the things we just kind of talked about. Yes, you need to be productive. Safety's top of mind. Uh, But you need to be a really good communicator is another one. You really need to strive to be better in the fleet. Maybe top 25% is a good target for you. But by doing that, what you're actually doing is building trust. With, with your dispatcher, your driver manager, fleet manager, whatever you happen to call them in the fleet. But that trust is so critical. And once you have that trust from your dispatcher, they're gonna they're gonna give you more, they're gonna give you more. And I, I truly believe that you're gonna start seeing some of the better loads that, that your company has on the board because they know they can trust you. You're a great communicator, you're productive, you're safe, you're all those things that, that a professional really is. The second thing you can do for your driver manager is try to understand their priorities. So sometimes it it gets a little confusing, uh, but when you think about it, a driver in the company or a driver and a dispatcher, your goals are really similar in nature. So why aren't we trying to work together? And if you take the time to understand what your dispatcher is trying to do, what your dispatcher's goals are, I think that could really help. Your relationship with them. You know, one of the things that I've heard uh, for years from drivers is they like to complain about dispatch and they say, man, those dispatchers need to get in a truck so they can really see what it's like out here. I don't disagree with you. And I've had that uh, opportunity. I started as a driver. So I do understand, you know, what you go through and the frustrations out there a lot of times it is on the office staff, meaning we didn't give you all the information you needed to be successful. Um, but I think on the flip side of that, if if we're willing to do that and understand your side, are you willing to come inside and understand your dispatcher's uh, challenges and what they go through on a daily basis? I think that would be a great gesture on your part if they would ever be willing to... Maybe your truck's in the shop and you're going to be down for four hours the whole day. Hey, Can I pull up a chair next to you and just kind of listen and watch? Can you kind of show me what you go through? I know you have loads on the board, and I know you have drivers coming in. How do you match those drivers to loads? I think that'd be a fantastic idea, and it would go a long way, again, building that trust with your dispatcher if you offered that up. Number three is communicate effectively with your dispatcher. This was kind of go back to Ryan, the driver we were talking to, and she said he did that so well, even times when you know, maybe he made a mistake or didn't wake up, maybe overslept, something like that. When we go out and we sell our transportation services to customers, um, you know, we make a pledge, at least my company does, we make a pledge to the customer that said, listen, There is gonna be times where we don't hit the mark and there is gonna be times when we're running late for whatever the reason. Uh, Sometimes it's things in our control, sometimes it's not. But our pledge to the customer is that we will always communicate as soon as possible and let them know the truck is running behind so they can make adjustments in their own schedule. That's probably the, the customer's frustration is, If nobody told them, if nobody called them and said, hey, the truck's running two hours late, now they're sitting there holding a slot for you and you're two hours out yet. They could have adjusted their own schedule, been doing some other things. So that's the key to that communication when you're running behind. One of the things some drivers tend to do is they know they screwed up. uh, They avoid the phone call. They don't answer the phone when dispatch calls them. They won't send in a message. They ignore the messages we send them. Don't do that. Just own it. We all make mistakes. I have never, ever disciplined or fired somebody for having an error like that. They overslept. Okay, I can understand how that could happen. You work hard. But just own the problem and and pick up the phone and say, listen, uh, I overslept. I'm gonna be about two hours late on my appointment. Can you call the customer? Let me know if they're still gonna take me today or if that's gonna push in, in some other way. So own the problem and I think that goes a long way for you too. The fourth one is just take some initiative. Uh, you have, you've been out there doing this a long time too. Uh, you've seen things that we haven't, and in certainly cases you've seen things where maybe some of the dispatch or driver managers haven't if they've never been out on the road. So offer up some ideas. Help us out. Let's solve this thing together. So take those kinds of initiative uh, and offer solutions that maybe we don't see in the office that you can think of that might help the situation. Fifth one is collaborate and support others, and it's really about having a positive attitude overall. Uh, I'll just tell you, don't be the don't be the driver that is, you know, in the lounge on the phone uh, at the truck stop talking, spreading negativity. Don't be that person. It just doesn't work. And and I know who those people are in our own fleet, uh, and they don't get very far. You know what? When it, when it comes down to we have things going on and uh, we know the people that are cheering us on and the team and they're positive and And I'll just be honest with you, I do think those guys probably get the better loads because of their attitude, because of the way they treat other drivers and professionals. So don't be the pot stirrer. That's a personal choice. You can, you can be a positive influencer, you can be a negative influencer and I sure hope you pick being a positive influencer because it's going to get you a lot farther in your career. Number six. What about developing some new skills? Uh, be open minded to things that you don't know. Um, maybe there's opportunities presented with that dispatcher. They need help with something. Uh, you're not sure how to do it, but you can help them. You know, anytime you can help uh, a workmate, a colleague, whatever that looks like, out of out of their own pickle, uh, you're going to come out the hero. So look for those opportunities and step up when you can. Number seven, show genuine appreciation. Uh, we certainly hear this a lot. You know, when we talk about it in the office, too, that there's times we certainly don't thank our drivers enough for all the hard work they do. And that that's another one that goes both ways. So if your driver manager got you home on time or pulled some strings and you know, did something to help you out of a a bad situation, just make sure you take the time to thank them. And it it is a two-way street, and it should work both ways, and you guys should have each other's back. But uh, don't overlook that, and don't, you know, look at it as like, well, that's their job anyway. Yeah, it is, but uh, we got to support each other, so make sure you take those opportunities when they present themselves. Number eight's a big one. Uh, Be adaptable. Um, This probably goes out to the driver that's, you know, in their own mind, they just, they really, they think they know how it should work, and I am going to do it this way. And I am not going to be flexible. Uh, I am not going to help them when they need the help. I it's just not gonna. It's not gonna get you to that level of trust. Just believe me when you know they're passing out loads next week, and there is some really nice long loads to the West Coast or wherever it is. Uh, you probably aren't going to be top of the list if you are one of those people. Um, that's not not trustworthy and helpful and flexible when they need it. So it is true. We always remember the people that do favors for us. And whether we're actually keeping track or not, um, I can tell you exactly, I, I could look at a list of our drivers in our fleet and I can tell you who's helpful and then who's usually not helpful. So those things are all remembered. And those are just some of the simple things. Those are eight things you can do. Um, that if you build that trust and that relationship and they know they can count on you and you're a great communicator and you remain flexible, you're gonna be top of mind with your driver manager. So that's how you get your driver manager to work harder for you, is they are gonna wanna naturally take care of the people that take care of them. Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.